you know, there's a tension between wanting to give back, but also this really important piece about wanting to learn and that they're not done learning just because they've got decades of work experience under their belt. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. Our guest today is a big picture thinker who aims to solve problems through creative ideas that not only contribute to culture, but also enrich the world. She's based in New York City and working as a senior creative at Live Nation. In her personal work, Charlotte is the founder of Circle, that's C-I-R-K-E-L, a startup that bridges the gap between generations. She has spoken at conferences around the world about cross-generational connections and the future. Welcome, Charlotte. I'm glad that you're here, Charlotte. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. you. Um, Also an entrepreneur because you started this up, you know, in your 20s. um, I recently read you're just approaching 30, right? Yeah, almost there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, just if you can, you know, give me a little bit, just a little bit of a a little nugget of like how you got to where you are and what, what inspired you to create Circle and here you are doing something creative, but at the same time, you're, you're creating something that is completely different and out of the box. So give me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I started Circle in 2018, and it was something I started in transition between two different jobs. So my background is in creative marketing. I'm sort of a copywriter, mini art director. <laughs> I kind of do both. And um, I basically worked in media and music. And I was making the transition from a media company to a music company from something very um, startup feeling, very youth, you know, this was Vice, it was all young people Mm -hmm. um, to a more corporate setting. And I had been sort of summarizing a lot of the things that I was thinking about while working at Vice. And a lot of the time that I did work at Vice, I was living with my parents. Mm -hmm. So a lot of thinking was kind of coming together and I had a few little eureka moments um, where basically I realized, you know, I, I, I've been very close to my parents for my whole life. Um, I've always admired them. They've worked in creative industries and that's been a big part of who I am um, as they introduced me to art and design and film. Um, and I also saw them get pushed out of their careers and be forced very early, I would say, like in their 40s, mid 40s, to pivot and start their own businesses And because it happened to both parents, I sort of thought that was normal. Like I kind of just figured, oh, there comes a time when you stop working at a company and you just work for yourself. But the reality is that not everyone wants that. And um, I think there was a lot of difficulty that I saw in making that transition, you know, being the kid in that household and seeing that. And when I worked at these companies, you know, at Vice, it just felt like it was full of young people who allowed for a lot of creativity and freedom. And I was really loving that in the beginning, especially coming out of college. But after a while, I just felt like the lack of older talent meant that I wasn't getting a proper training. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was coming with a liberal arts degree and I wasn't really sure how the marketing and media world worked. And I was being given a lot of responsibility, but not a lot of support. So my parents ended up becoming a big part of that growth moment. They taught me a lot about how to 
think creatively in a business setting, mm-hmm. negotiate, um, have hard conversations, just those gray area pieces that come with working in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, and in return, I was actually bringing them a lot of intel that I had picked up in this very dynamic, cutting edge environment. And those tidbits that I brought to them became useful as they promoted their businesses and their work. And so that two-way exchange was really beneficial. And that's what I wanted to do with Circle. So tell me about Circle. So you decided I'm going to start this, this, this thing. And what, what, how did you get it going? How did you start it? Tell me about that. Um, it started as an event series. And I had been putting on events um, at work. So I kind of understood the very basics of what that could look like. And I wanted to do an event that focused on the evolution of an industry. And I chose publishing because that was close to my, my world. And I knew. And changing so much. Yes. Changing drastically. Um, And I had this, I guess she's the mom of one of my best friends that I grew up with. And Mm -hmm. she's kind of this perfect example of someone who, changed with the industry and adapted to all these different, um, you know, media that it was being, you know, went from book publishing to digital media and and branded content. So she spoke at this event and um, the event had all these different people from all different age groups and um, professional industries. And it was so fun. I think the, the base of it was just like, Let's get together. Let's have a basically an enlightening party where mm-hmm. we're learning from each other, sharing our stories, and basically meeting people that we would never normally cross paths with. Right. And see what happens. Like for me, I was just like, this is fun. I want this kind of party in my life, this kind of event or networking yeah. event. Yeah. And people just couldn't stop talking. Like once you put these people together, Mm-hmm. There was so much to discuss. And at the end of the night, you know, they were turning the lights on on us and we were like, okay, I guess we got to get out of the venue. So, yeah. so circle started as, as an event series and it did see a lot of um, interest because no one was doing this kind of event. And, um, you know, that got a nice feature in the New York times and a wind tour came to one of our events and it started to gain some interest um, beyond the aging space. And I think for me, that's always been really important. I don't really want to be pegged as like an anti-ageism company. I want to change culture and I want age, uh, diversity to just be the norm in culture, our social lives, our work lives. Like, I think we're going to look back on now and feel like, wow, that was a really crazy time when we just lived in these bubbles by our age. Right. Right. Absolutely. So that's, that's amazing because you said a few things like the woman, the, your friend's mom, who was able to pivot, who was able to remain, I guess, sanguine and learn, because I think that's what happens is there's all these new things are moving so rapidly that the, there's a, there's a, a generation that if you don't stay up with it, you will end up getting you know left behind. Also statistics show just like women, especially past 42, they just, you don't, you don't continue to get raises and, and promotions as much. And, mm-hmm. and you, and, and then you pretty much get let go because there's younger people coming in and it's a reality that is not, is not exactly um, beneficial to what you're saying to our culture. I think what you're saying makes a whole lot more sense, but at the same time, I, I do believe that a lot of people like your parents 
once we get older, we, we have to grapple with, okay, I, I guess I have to become the expert at this and be my own. I hate this, but my own brand. I mean, I, hate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember 10 years ago sitting with my high school, newly high school age son and my, my new college age daughter. And I was saying, okay, the economy has gone flat. What, what do, what do you see happening going forward? And, um, they said, you know, oh, it's all about diversity right now. It's like being able to switch it up and being able to, to um, like you, like you, here you are, you are working in, in, in doing different things, right? You were able mm-hmm. to take on different roles. And, um, you know, at that time it was everyone, you know, was saying you're your own brand, which I hated that. I hated the sound of that. Like you're your own brand. And yeah. also the, the rise of the influencer, but it was showing us that, we kind of all have to be separately, like within our own abilities. So that said, people who have gone before you have a tremendous amount of layers of experiences that they can share that people who even the brightest person who is, who's young and just, you know, doing an amazing job in their career, they don't know that they don't have those experiences. And so that is so rich to be able to share it. As a mentor, I mentor younger people. I mentor women who find themselves out of the corporate world and needing to start their own business and they have no idea. And I sort of help them. And I, I don't, I just do that when there's a connection at an event and they're like, I would really like your help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do have a handful of younger women who go either seek me out or they're, or they're saying, oh my gosh, this is so useful because I hadn't even considered this or that. So what you're doing is so very important because, because uh, I think your age group is much more open to hearing, hearing advisement, getting, choosing mentors, finding people that'll help them, you know, direct their path. And do you see that being the case? Because I know that when I was down, you know, was in my twenties, we weren't really looking that much for mentors, especially women mentors weren't really there. So um, you had to really just sort of figure things out. I come from the bootstrapping self-sustaining generation. And, um, and I still think that the younger generation is that way, but they also, I think a good amount of them are including. And so are you seeing that? Are you seeing that it's not so much so like, is it 50, 50, or do you see that they're really willing to, to invite in an older generation to speak with them about what their experiences are and that the older generation is willing to hear. Right. I think it's a transition moment. And I would, I would just add as part of the circle story, because we're now talking about mentorship that we're not really an events company anymore. And we're all about connecting older and younger professionals to do exactly that. And so our core business product is actually a membership where we make really impactful curated introductions every month. So, uh, so yeah, I have a lot to say on mentoring and we, I guess to answer your question, I think that it's a moment of transition where some people are very excited to connect and they're, it's what Chip Connolly calls the growth mindset. They're ready to learn. They understand that they're never done learning and they'll never be, um, you know, the expert of everything. So why not ask questions, meet people who are knowledgeable in a different field than you are. And that goes all along the age spectrum as we get older. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I think there are a lot of young people, and this is what surprises many people when I say this, that we get a ton of millennials who are attracted to Circle because 
they feel that they don't have any spaces virtual or in real life where they can connect with older professionals. Mm -hmm. And so they're really attracted to what we offer. They're like, oh my gosh, I just want to meet someone who's been in my shoes, tell me stories about what it was like when they were my age, warn me about pitfalls coming up, and even just the fun side of it, like hearing Mm -hmm. another perspective. And um, we also have the the older side, um, more seasoned professionals who, um, you know, there's a tension between wanting to give back, but Mm -hmm. also this really important piece about wanting to learn and that they're not done learning just because they've got decades of work experience under their belt. They understand that there's um, the dynamic change that, you know, they should be adapting to new things and, you know, have new goals ahead of them and they're going to need to learn from other people too. So the reason I struggle with the word mentor is because uh, it carries that hierarchy of like, you're right, the older person and the younger person yeah. being a one way direction of knowledge. So we always want to do the two way exchange, making sure that it's a balanced conversation, both people are teaching and sharing what they have learned and what they offer, but mm-hmm. also learning and being open to asking questions and asking for help. And that's where it gets tricky because sometimes we don't even realize that we're falling into the trap of I'm an older person. So I'm going to just give you my take on the world and I'm a younger person and I'm just going to receive it. We want to make sure that everyone is doing both. Oh, that's great. So, so you don't call it mentoring. What do you call it? Just, just connecting or. Yeah. (laughs) We're still, I feel like I'm a copywriter. Yeah. So I should be better at this, but we haven't figured it out. We call it two way mentoring. Uh Um, and maybe, you know, Maybe we'll have a name for it that's just like better for that. But, um, you know, the whole idea of circles, like it's circular and it's it's two ways and it's fluid. And um, um, yeah, so working on the language, but yeah. for now it's two-way mentoring. Because even reverse mentoring is one way, you know, where they're like the Estee Lauder executives who are learning from their Gen Z, uh, you know, new employees like that's yeah. still one direction and I'm sure there's almost a tokenizing in that like look at us we're listening to the young people <laughs> but yeah. you need the trust like you need the openness and a lot of what we do at circle is making sure that both people feel like they um they are briefed on each other before the conversation starts and that way when they jump in they already know what that person's looking to learn and what that person has to offer in both directions so that they can come with like a very open mind and just get down to the deep conversation and not really feel around for like small talk before getting into the really impactful stuff. I think too, whenever you're doing anything where you're, you're connecting with someone and you're learning and you're, if you're, even if you're teaching something, you also learn if you're, if you really are someone who has curiosity and you're curious and you want to know how they are doing what this, that, that, you, you, I always learn um, from the 20-somethings that I help, you know, and they, they are always, oh, Elizabeth, and they're telling me this and that. So it, it's really nice. It's, it's nice. It's, it's very reciprocal and, and re- like a circle. So yeah. it, it really is um, a, a nice relationship that I enjoy spending time doing. So, you know, I get just as much out of it as they do, and, and I learn as well. And I have two kids, so they're always, you know, they're always uh, giving me input on things that I always am blown away <laughs> at the stuff that like that. Yeah. It's about diversity. And I'm looking at them going, wow, they already get this. Like 
that's amazing. So I'm always amazed. Um, at, and I would at, ask you, know, you, so you have, you have kids who are yeah. in their early twenties. Sounds like my daughter's just about 30 like you. Oh, okay. So twenties, thirties. Um, but then you also have people that you meet with who are not your kids. Yeah. Um, and I, I would actually turn the question on you if you feel there's a difference in how you approach those moments of like sharing knowledge because, you know, your kids are your kids that know you yeah. their whole life and, you know, can brush off some of the things you say like, oh, mom, like whatever. And yeah. then you have people that you meet with in maybe a more formal basis. Like, do you feel that there's a difference in the approach and kind of what comes out of those you, you know what? I have a design and creative background and I think you just grow a skin where you just put stuff out there and it's either received or not. And, and I don't, and I'm so I, 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 if that's what you're asking, like if I'm really careful about how I talk to, I just say what I think is useful at the moment, if there's a question or if there's a topic and then it can be used or not used, but I yeah. say, I say what I need to say. And that's how I've always been. And, and how I've always worked in, in my careers. So, um, and I figure, and I'm really open about, okay, that's fine. You don't, if that's not something you agree with, let me know what your thoughts are on that. And I'm, I am receiving as well, hearing their feedback on what, well, this is why I don't like that. And then they tell me, Mm -hmm. and then I might learn something altogether new. So, um, for me, is that, am I answering your question? Yeah. I think it's just interesting that when you're connecting across generations with someone who's outside of your work or family life, mm-hmm. that it's a, it's like kind of a neutral territory where you don't bring any baggage and it's very, it's almost like this polite, you know, there's a formality to it. You, you are very intentional about it. And so it's just something that we think about sometimes, like connecting across generations is very different when you're talking about your family or like colleagues that you have, because those, those domains are very specific. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you have that third space, which is what we're providing this kind of neutral territory, it's not about like, Oh, show me how to use social media. It's like, can you, you know, sit down with me and explain, um, you know, digital marketing in a way that's like really easy that I can use for this purpose and, you know, some other exchanges that can happen there. And that's kind of special space. That's not, that's not work or family. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying and it isn't work or family. And, 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 but at the same time, I feel like, um, it is a give and take and, and there's this feeling of, I really do want to help you out. And if that means, that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in and also learning from you, that's a way to help you out as well. So we, yeah. I just think it's a great, it's a great um, uh, exchange. And so, and I do think it's nice because there's no emotional baggage, like you're yeah. saying. Um, and so, but I'm very frank always, and I'm always, and I'm never mean, but I always, <laughs> I'm never mean. I'll just always say, this is, this, this is, because it's because of my background. And I'll just have to put things out there that might have an emotional flair, but there's no emotion. I have I no emotion to it. I just put it out there and then I, I see what, what evolves because things are always evolving and um, we're always learning. And I love that um, older people are realizing that they need to learn too, that we don't have all the answers and the self self sustainer bootstrappers are going, uh Oh, I'm, you know, I, I interviewed someone who wrote a book about this. 
I'm 50 and I'm unemployed with all these degrees and all this experience and I am unemployed. And so again, this age group has to learn as well. And, and we have value. It's just understanding how we're going to um, put it out there in the future. And I think what you're doing is so smart because um, it helps to bridge that gap. It helps people to find a, a, a purpose and, um, and feel useful again, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and feel necessary and also at the same time learn. And yeah. like I said, the younger generation is so much more open to, to that, that give and take than I think our generation was. So I think it's great that you're doing that. And so what do you need? What are you, what are you looking for? You're, you're doing this mentoring, not mentoring, excuse me, you're doing <laughs> this connecting this circuit, this reciprocal program. Um, yeah. What is it that you're doing? You're not doing events anymore now, right now because of COVID, but what is it that you need to, to continue to grow this incredible thing that you're doing? So we're still, we'll still, we are still doing virtual events and we have a conference coming up uh, September 14th to 17th about the future of work, mm-hmm. multi-generational future of work. Um, but the focus is trying to bring more and more people into this community that we're building. Mm-hmm. We call it Circle Up. It's that membership. Um, and we've seen some amazing connections happen. So we're just trying to like grow that group. And then secondly, we're also um, working, we're aiming to work with businesses. There are a lot of businesses that already have five generations of employees baked into their workforce. And we feel that they're not speaking to each other. They're not trusting each other, working together, collaborating in the best way that they could be. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're seeking out to make better connections across age groups. So, um, so that's, that's something that, you know, would be great. We're just um, continuing to make connections. So in the work, like in, within corporations and businesses, I think that's great. I think that's great. They brought you in to help, to help bridge those gaps, but also on on a larger scope, you're, you're looking at just continuing to do your events and, um, I love that you're having this, this uh, event coming up and the workforce is changing with, I think more people are becoming the remote workers that we wanted to become, but nobody was willing to do it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about all of that? Where people are, are working remotely more often, or do you think that that's a, a, a thing of the future? Or how do you see that? I think it's, it's opening up opportunity. I think a lot of people feel relieved because they get to spend more time you know, in the homes that they have built for their families and um, probably realizing that so much of their life was spent in commutes and, um, you know, in these other spaces. People with disabilities are able to get to work probably more easily now that it's, you know, on a laptop at home rather than having to come into an office. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not sure what that means for like the gig economy, but I think any flexibility in how we work is going to open up, you know, the diversity of who can join that workforce. So I've been enjoying it. I'm actually someone who works really well independently um, and quiet. You know, I I don't need the buzzing of phones and people around me to get things done. Um, And I think, so I'm from New York and it's a really weird time in New York at the moment. Um, and a lot of people are leaving the city and 
kind of bitter. Like I came to the city for all the good things it has to offer the dining, the theater, all the, you know, these things that don't yeah. exist. And um, then there are the New Yorkers who grew up there who are like, okay, if that's how you feel, then just go <laughs> because yeah. there's more to the city than that. Yeah. And we want to be here as it rebuilds. But, um, but I also like the idea of other places around the country becoming more developed and competitive with New York. Like why is it always, New York, LA, San Francisco, that are these, you know, hot spots where rent becomes unbearably high and people are doing that commute because they can't live in the city where they work. So I'm happy for like mid tier cities to, to grow and have really interesting communities within them. Um, Because like, it starts to feel weird when you're living in a city that you don't want to live in, but because you're like anchored to that office. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to open up a lot of interesting freedom for workers of all ages. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that everything's changing because of this, because once we don't have to be in and be commuting, uh, we can, we can sort of tailor our time. How about like learning? And, And now kids are learning at home, which isn't good for everyone, but the learning and schools and everything, I think it's going to change because there's going to be, it's going to just be an influence on all things that we do. And so I wanted to kind of touch on the learning and, and going forward. Um, I had, I'm, I nerd out on, on design thinking. And um, I know that that's, you know, in all the prestigious universities, but it's something that I think is uh, vital to being able to, to withstand a, a change like this. So coming up against change and the diversity that we have to, to now embrace, the whole like design thinking and the whole being able to, to create um, from, from, a, you know, from a solution base and, and be creative and being able to be okay with failing and then going back and trying and all of that. To me, I, I feel like the kids coming up now, even though everyone's upset about the way it is right now, I do you see there's an opportunity to bring in a whole type of uh, thinking that could be really um, exciting and in learning? Um, is that anything that you've ever considered or thought about? Yeah. Um, it's interesting how learning plays into what we're doing with Circle because it's kind of unexpected, but I, I'm not an expert in anything to do with, you know, the younger kind of K through 12 (laughs) education system. And I actually really feel for the kids who have to work from home. Cause I think on the flip side of what we're talking about with our work lives, like when you're learning math or, you know, English and you want to like talk about a book, it's really nice to have a classroom environment for that. Right. Um, So it's interesting on the, on, you know, the more adult side of learning, we actually introduced something called learn with circle just Mm -hmm. a month ago. And it became a weekly series where one of our circle up members um, uses the platform to teach a lesson and it can be anything. So long as it's a tangible lesson, they can do over, you know, a webinar for 20 to 30 minutes with a bit of Q and a, and basically share the love, like share the knowledge that they've accumulated, whether they're 25 or 65, and pass it on to someone else in the community. And I've noticed that during this time, people are doing a lot of, um, you know, kind of self-work, yeah, not in a negative way, but sort of like, you know, I'm not commuting those two hours a day anymore. What can I focus on that I've always wanted to do, whether it's learning a language or yeah. just reading more. And so we wanted to create more resources for 
our community mm-hmm. and perhaps focus less on the um, the connection. I mean, we're we're doing these introductions regardless, and that's a very core piece of how we operate. But we've been noticing that people are looking for for some resources. You know, this is a really unstable, weird transition time, and um, even with our future of work conference, it's really meant to provide some insight so that people feel less confused and lost. And at least there's something that they could hold on to and say, okay, well, I learned a little bit about Google analytics and I'm going to work on my website right now to upgrade my SEO or something Mm -hmm. and, um, things like that. So I think learning is becoming hopefully just a part of how we live and not so much this thing that we allocate to like undergraduate or a master's degree. Um, it needs to be lifelong and it needs to be um, sustainable in a way that's like, yeah. I've accumulated this knowledge, let me pass it on instead of letting it kind of go to waste, just sitting <laughs> in your own brain. You know, you can share it with other people who want that knowledge and, you know, they'll pass on something back to you. So right. there's that sustainability aspect of learning too, which I think is really powerful. Yeah, and and I, I'm thinking too that you know we will get back. Kids will get back to school. They'll be able to still overlap. But I guess I'm hopeful, being a creative person myself, that we see learning becoming a new sort of way where people are. Uh, it's reciprocal, but also maybe smaller groups where um, I've already read they're doing you know a university that goes with 30 kids that students that go all or different parts of the world and they're learning different things. So it's not just so rote and it's not so a grid and, and it's, it's more, again, more sanguine, more diverse so that um, people are learning this sort of way of life and mm-hmm. plugging into really what, what is appealing to them. So I love that you're doing resources and, and you're having people teach. And I think that that's something that probably you'll find even after all of this is on, it'll be probably ongoing because people will want to keep plugging in. So mm-hmm. that's super exciting. I'm excited for your event um, coming up in September. I wish you, you know, great success with that. And um, I really love what you're doing and I um, will want to continue to check in on you and see what you're up to. Um, and uh I wish you great success. So thank you. Oh, I have a, a silly idea. Circle, reciprocal, that something like that. I don't know. I'm thinking that there could be a word there that we could make a mm. word of. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that your, your mind's churning as yeah, you speak. Yeah, I'm thinking like, like, like the circle and all the reciprocals. So I'm thinking, oh, there might be something there. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just wishing you the best and, um, and uh, good luck. And thank you again for being here today. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest's social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.